0: Get ready. Three, two, one, zero. You are listening
1: to the Fantasy Joes Podcast.
0: The fantasy Joes
2: Podcast.
1: Your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty.
2: And now, here are your hosts, Ryan Livergood, Trey Barrett, and Will Greenwood.
0: Hey everybody! We are the Fantasy Joes. I'm Ryan Livergood, and joining me this evening are Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood, as usual. But tonight we also have a very special guest at the top of the show—the one, the only, Mike, the Hitman, right of the Fantasy Footballers. Welcome, Mike. How are you?
2: The, uh the intro was a little bit lackluster. Usually, I get like very, very important or something along those lines. So, <laughs> so next next time, you can do a little bit <laughs> little better, pumping me yeah. up. No, I, I appreciate the invite, guys. Uh, Happy to be here. Always happy to talk fantasy football with good peeps.
0: We appreciate you being here, Mike. In fact, we're huge fans of yours. And we actually are are doing a podcast really because of you, because we met. Th- we're all members of the Foot Clan and we all met through Foot Clan leagues. So that's how we know Dude, each that,
2: other. I mean, that's that's fantastic. Uh, that makes me really happy to hear that kind of stuff when people are like, you know you just just take that step man who who knows who knows what's going to happen and if you're passionate about something and having fun then and you got something to say why not man so that's I love hearing that stuff I love hearing people like oh dude we started a pod I'm like good man I mean more power to you this, I think it's excellent
0: so sp- speaking of starting things, Mike, you got into dynasty uh, about a year ago with, um, with Andy and Jason, what, what was the motivation to get into dynasty? Cause that's what we talk about mostly here is dynasty football.
2: Sure. It, we just, we knew it was uh, it was something that people were really passionate about and, you know, just always staying in front of things. I mean, like people are asking us dynasty questions and we were like, well, I don't feel like I can really confidently answer this. I mean, I can give you a, a pretty solid answer, but, unless you're in the weeds doing, doing things, you know, trading away these rookie draft picks and really understanding the value and how, what other people are doing in leagues. So it was just, I felt it was really important for us to get involved in that. So I'm actually, I'm in two. Nope. Now I'm in three, uh, dynasty leagues, uh, two, we have the footballers one. I'm in another one with, uh, uh that got started by some guys from the dynasty nerds and then fantasy pros did started a, uh, an industry one that i mean like so it's it's a laundry list of of uh of, of names you would know so we're, we're in that one we're two and oh by the way kicking booty nice. uh, <laughs> uh but yeah so i just if, i felt it was really important for our show that we actually know what we're talking about instead of just trying to blow smoke and, and fake our way through an answer
0: right and, and the other big new initiative is the fantasy footballers dfs podcast and i have to say mike i'm not just saying this because you're on the show of the five GPP FanDuel games I've played, tournaments I've played, that involved Monday Night Games since the beginning of the year, I have finished in the money in five out of five of those.
2: Oh, dude, that is, that is amazing, man. I mean, that, like more power to you because we can't set you entire lineup. <laughs> but if we're giving you at least some insight or, or triggering something in, in how you're going about your process and setting some lineups that week, that's, that is fantastic to hear, man.
1: Well, he, he actually had to fill out an extra tax form, though. So it, it had highs and lows. <laughs> don't I wish.
2: Hey, don't the, I
0: wish. Low stakes. The, the but. price
2: of doing business.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, um, Mike, we're going to play a little game with you in a second. But be, before we we get into that, um you know since we talked dynasty but but you know you're big into both redraft and dynasty are there a couple of guys that you think people should go out and target buy now guys that you can get at a reasonable cost before they blow up the rest of the year in both redraft and dynasty who are your favorite targets
2: right now? I, I got you guys a couple dynasty targets and one of them is actually a bit of both um but a some really some buy low guys right now chad williams is kind of the forgotten man from the rookie draft i mean the rookies are almost all making a really big impact already and to the point of like redraft players know who these rookie rookie guys are but Chad Williams third round pick hand selected by Bruce Arians which that carries clout to me is what coaching staff paid for this wide receiver and then look look who they have I mean we're redraft over here we're struggling we're grabbing JJ Nelson off of the waiver wire because things are so bad for the Cardinals wide receivers Fitz is going to be done John Brown, who knows? I mean, he could be done in the league. I mean, he's already – he's going to miss – he missed last week. He's likely to miss another week. I mean, the poor guy he just – it. it's not his fault, but his body is betraying him to the point that I don't know that he's long for the league. And what are the Cardinals – gonna, it's going to be a different team. So I'm not going to paint like a rose-colored picture for Chad Williams completely next year But because – Carson Palmer's probably gone. Fitz is probably gone. Bruce Arians may retire after this year, but Chad Williams is going to be entering that year as a starting wide receiver who people are not talking about, but was drafted in the third round. Are you, do you guys, are you buying into Chad Williams at all? Or are you kind of just like, eh, not interested.
3: That's interesting. That's a name that I have kind of forgotten in the dynasty world. Exactly. Um, and, and so when you said his name, I was like, wow, that is a good name. And he's a guy that probably, unless he actually starts getting some play coming up soon, he's a guy that you could probably buy throughout the season. I don't know what the, um, you know, as long as Fitz is, is on the field this year, I don't, I don't know when he'll see the field this year, but I, I think that's a great name in Dynasty. I'm, I'm going to have to probably, we're going to probably have to put off publishing this, Ryan, so I can get, <laughs> I can, I can get some offers out there.
2: Oh, I oh, give man. you a little
0: bit
2: of time. That's that's a a nice leeway to have. We had um what was it uh, after after the opening night on Thursday. So the the Chiefs Patriots, we we all watched the game together. The fantasy footballers up in the office. And after the game was over, I'm talking to Jason. I'm like, you know who I'm going to bring up on the show as a by low. And like I stopped myself halfway through the sentence <laughs> because I mean like I have I have almost no lead time when it comes to this, because look, we, we hold nothing back on the show. We, we tell you everything we're doing, thinking about doing. And, but I didn't want to give him the name because I was giving myself the night to go and try and acquire James White. Cause I thought he was the, the best by low of the week and I wasn't able to get him unfortunately. And I brought him up on the show the next day, but that's just, I mean, that's, that's such a funny thing to have to worry about is that you're, you're I mean, my workmates are also my opponents and I don't, I, so I have to take some advantages when I have the time.
3: That's awesome. It that is awesome.
0: Um, any other guys that you hesitate to uh, sure. talk about this evening?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, the second name I'll throw out is he, cause he did nothing and he was also, you know, a, a decently high draft pick, but Chris Godwin, uh, he scores out as a spark freak, just an absolute dominant athlete, great production in college. And he's on a, A team with a growing franchise-level quarterback, Deshaun Jackson's not going to be around forever, and Godwin even played forty-two percent of the snaps week one, so he didn't he didn't do anything. So once again, these are like longer-term buys that I think can eventually turn into something. So I I really liked him coming out of college. Uh, I mean, he'll Adam Humphreys is he'll beat out Adam Humphreys eventually, and Deshaun Jackson. I think I believe he's thirty or 31. I mean, he's he's an older guy, so if that speed will go away from Deshaun Jackson uh, sooner than later. So I think that Chris Godwin is a fine and you should be able to get these guys pretty cheap. I mean, he was a he did rock it up, I think like the second round in rookie picks, but you know how we are. We're we're fantasy people. We're like, what have you done? What'd you do last week? Because that's now your current value. So Chris Godwin is a lower a lower cast guy, a guy who made noise this week. Rashard Higgins on the Cleveland Browns he played 76% of snaps 11 targets 7 for 95 so he's at least he's on the radar now for people but Corey Coleman broke his hand yet again so there's a huge opportunity for Higgins I like Deshaun Kaiser Uh, Kaiser is already leading the league in highest percentage of deep throws meaning that with the majority of the time he's going deep Kaiser is always looking for and Rashard Higgins, so, I mean, you guys, I'm, I'm sure as if you listen to the fantasy footballers, you know, we talk about Matt Harmon and his reception perception because it finds these diamond in the rough wide receivers. Two years ago, he loved Rashard Higgins. It's a, he has a great write up on his website, the backyard banter, all about Rashard Higgins, about how he is just a dominant level wide receiver. Unfortunately he went, I mean, he's on the Browns, right. And he's buried I and mean, people don't, know who he is but he is one of these guys who scores so well as a wide receiver as a route runner that given the opportunity he seemed like a guy who could make something happen and then lo and behold Richard Higgins is thrust into action seven for 95 I mean he, he goes big so he is a guy that I bet you right now is on your waiver wire because he's on my waiver wire in my dynasty team so I'll be making a bid trying to get him on my roster uh it's I think that There could be some success coming. Kenny Britt is—it's—it's a failure already as a free agent signing. Kenny (laughs) Britt—he just—he's done. He doesn't want to play anymore. I mean, Uh, which I don't blame him. Multiple injuries on a bad team. Got his money. He doesn't seem very interested in paying, and the team seems very down on him already, willing to move on. So I think that Rashard Higgins is a great dynasty pickup. Who you better get your bids in. To get, I, just, I don't know, maybe you guys are holding this podcast and you people won't be able to get their bids in and he'll already be signed, but he's a name to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, I tweeted about him this week. I, I like him and I, he's in a, available in a lot of my leagues as well, including leagues I'm in with these two gentlemen. So we'll-, we'll,
1: That's, we'll, right, we'll
3: up, <laughs> That's right, Ryan. Uh, stand up,
0: That's right.
1: I want to say though that I was on the original Richard Higgins bandwagon oh, back nice. when I joined that first Dynasty 10 team league. I mean, I dropped him for sure. <laughs> as i ran out of roster space but i had him for a brief moment there in time uh, i definitely had i think it was the other late round pick two from the browns that year i was like well one of these guys do something and, and neither of them did their first year and so i was like well they there's just we have deeper rosters but it's 10 team. and so it's was, it was time for him to go it's kind of set a limit i actually think i think godwin's gonna be super interesting as a player because i i'll be curious to even see how john jackson does this year one no middle-of-the-year bye week for the team. I don't really know how that affects NFL players. I don't have to pretend like I do uh, because no other team has really ever had that in the modern era. So we'll kind of see how that goes. And he has an attitude, and that doesn't tend to go well on that team if you have any sort of, uh, you know, presumptive attitude coming in. So uh, I, I could see, how, like, how we even lightened it up this year a little bit, like later on in the season.
2: Certainly possible. He's, he's an excellent wide receiver, so it would not knock me I mean, for Deshaun Jackson, at least, uh, there, I'm trying to remember because I saw at least two, two go routes for D-Jacks where Jameis just barely missed him in the end zone. So I don't think it's I don't think the time is done for Deshaun Jackson. But I agree that the the no buy week that that's going to haunt a lot a lot of people. Like I mean, just like Jay Ajayi this year with his knee, his knee is he's already sore. His knee was. So much up that he dropped to the fifth round when he was an elite level talent running back in that draft class. I, I think there could be some problems, and for a for a veteran like Djax, that's that's not necessarily a, a a hot take to say that he could slow down by the end of the year.
1: Or if they're if they're in playoff contention and they're well ahead, that you know they're not going to be risking him for the playoffs. And he's like he's one of those kings of soft tissue injuries too. He's like an yes. Alshon Jeffrey of deep routes, so. <laughs> All right, are
0: you guys ready to jump into jump into a quick game here?
2: Ooh, I love games. Let's so, do it. So
0: this game, Richie we're going to play Simon. <laughs> we this Sorry, game we are calling. Help. How well do you know the Twitterverse? Because Mike, you get a lot of grief. Your your co-host on the Fancy Footballers give you a lot of grief for being the unverified one. But this game is going to give you a chance to prove how well you truly know Twitter. Oh. Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> or not <laughs> yeah. no, no. We're, or we're confirm good. the unverified status perhaps
0: <laughs> so uh, the, the way this works is I'm going to uh, share some, some polls that were on Twitter and you gentlemen are going to um, guess how Twitter responded how did the Twitterverse respond like what, what percentage did they respond and you don't want to go over on the percentage uh, okay,
2: price is right rules
0: price is right rules
2: $1, so, $1.
0: So the the first one we're going to do is kind of a fun one. It's the Kenny Galladay nickname Twitter question. Oh, so according to Twitter, um, which nickname should we use for Kenny Galladay? Should we use Babytron? Should we use Kenny G? All Day Galladay or G nineteen? Which nickname? Well, for there's
2: people- only one. There's one real answer on here, <laughs> but I do understand how Twitter works, and I understand that. J.J. Zacharyson, who is the originator of the Babytron nickname. <laughs> uh, and I think this is like one of the very first times I've ever disagreed with J.J. Uh, because I am not on board with Babytron. I, look, as a man, uh, I pride myself on my nickname giving ability. I also recognize when someone has a strong nickname that, that we will go with. But I would say that – so you want me to give a percentage breakdown for each of these? Or no, I just, picking, you just got to pick one the, and
1: we're going against you. Yeah, just the one okay. that you
2: like. Okay, uh, let's go, let's go Kenny G, and I'm going to set the over-under here at, I'm going to go 31%.
0: All right, Trey, what do you got?
3: I'm actually going to go, and you know, I wish I knew which <clears throat> personality tweeted this style, but just based on general knowledge, I think Babytron is probably uh, the one that got the most votes.
2: Oh yeah, Twitter. I agree. I agree with that. I thought I was just picking one and, and giving a number that I thought was close to it. Oh, okay. But I think that baby Tron will be, uh, will be the winner of this poll. We
1: will see. So, Trey, what do you think?
3: I think I'm going to go baby Tron and I'm going to go 44%. Can,
1: and I'd, I'd like to have a write-in for soprano saxophone himself. <laughs> Uh, but no, so I, I mean, for, for, for competition and not trusting Twitter enough, I'll just go all day Galladay because I feel like people were going to vote without looking at it too hard who actually don't care about Kenny Galladay.
0: And what percentage?
1: No, uh, let's go. I mean, uh, I don't want to go over. So I'll go conservative. I'll go at one with 27%. All
0: right. So I'm putting the correct answer on your screen, Mike Ooh. on the board uh guinea wow. g 35 percent, according
1: to twitter
2: yeah these are some fantasy footballers <laughs> listeners uh,
1: shots That's all day right. galladay got 23 percent. i should have gone lower but i wanted it to win so it had to be
2: over 25
0: this <laughs> was this was a, a detroit based twitter account it, 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 so it was probably um you know locally you know people live in detroit they had the preference i think people in detroit don't like baby tron so, I think good. that's what happens with. uh Because it's bad.
2: It's I don't think it Kenny Galladay bad. would it's like bad. Baby Tron. No. No. Hey, no, hey, baby. Come on. This is like the only good baby is Baby Driver.
0: <laughs> so, real quick, uh Mike, Kenny <laughs> so Galladay. Is that a hot take? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. That's my hot take. Okay. That's
0: <laughs> it. Real quick, Mike, what do you think Kenny Galladay is worth in Dynasty? What would you pay for him right now?
2: Ooh. Uh, you would have – if you're trying to get Kenny Galladay, it's going to cost you a first-round pick if you're just talking picks. I mean, he's, he's next. He's, he's going to be great. But like we, we talk about on our show, for redraft, it, he's going to be hit or miss this year. But I think that he is going to eventually take off and be a very, very good wide receiver.
0: Excellent. So let's get to the next question. Sorry if I didn't explain this properly. I think we all know what we're doing, though. Uh it's Chris Carson. Chris Carson or a 2018 first. Ooh. I don't know the scoring format and I don't know what you know where the first render would be um early, late, middle.
2: That's all right. I think we we understand that Twitter loves their picks. They <laughs> love those rookie picks. Dynasty people, they just there there is nothing better in their life than a first round pick. So I'm gonna go the first, I'm gonna take the first, saying that's the leader. And I'm going to go as high as 72%.
0: All right. Trey, what, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I like the pick. I think he hit the nail right on the head. Chris Carson, the new hotness. And, you know, this poll might be pretty different in a month when cutting the world on fire behind the worst offensive line in football. But uh, for now, definitely the 2018 first. And, uh, I'm going to say probably 66%, 66%.
2: Ooh, That's a small margin.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, it's repeating, of course. Um, And then, so I'm actually going to, I'll take Chris Carson here. I'm going to go 52% because the one thing that I've noticed in the dynasty community, we kind of did this earlier is, uh, the running back inflation rate in, in dynasty right now is insane. And it, it's Chris Carson is most likely going to be the starter. He almost hit a hundred yards. He was the main ball carrier. He was the guy who was closing out the game for the Seahawks. So that's the, the, the best take I can give to do the Chris Carson to, to take Chris Carson. I'm just going to go 52. Nice little conservative 52 right above the, the threshold.
0: That was bold, but unfortunately it didn't pay off. Well, uh, Mike, again, <laughs> he knows Twitter, Twitter is very, very well. He said 72%. It's 77% at 2018. First over Chris Carson, Mike,
1: you're on a roll. Nice point. Well done
2: smoking us. I, I told you I'm a man of the people.
1: Are you shocked? That it's, <laughs> are, are you shocked that it's that close? Like, I actually, I mean, with the, with the, with like the take 90%. of like 73. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for like a seventh will, round rookie.
2: Cause there's some people who will buy in immediately to the starting running back for Seattle. So it, that makes, that's that makes sense. Because the, the first number I thought of was actually 76, but had to had to prices right lower. <laughs> so, well, I mean, and yeah, if that, you're, number, that number makes sense to me.
3: If you're a contender, I mean, there, you know, there's people out there that are contending or they're very confident in their team and think, you know what, my pick's going to be late first. Maybe they've lost David Johnson. Maybe, you know, their running backs just aren't working out for them. And so, you know, I, I could see – I mean, Chris Carson's going to get some carries, and if he ends up taking over that job, we all know the Seattle Haw- Seahawks offense is an offense that starts slow and is going to just start booming. So, I mean, I, you know, I could see it. There's definitely not everybody loves uh, first round rookie picks, like
2: seventy seven percent of people do. That's right. <laughs>
1: uh, there, so I would be very curious too to see this in like week eight if Chris Carson is a starter, and you have because that's about the time the Seahawks tend to wake up. And started to play some real good fantasy football, <laughs> regardless of real life football. So it's uh, yeah. Anyway, I tried.
0: I like the boldness, Will. I like it. <laughs> it's, okay, and we need some more of that from the fantasy Joes because you guys are getting slaughtered too. Zip, uh, twelve team PPR, uh, Devonte Parker or Derrick Henry. These are two guys that Trey loves. It's gonna be tough for Trey, I think, to to pick. This, and
1: this is dynasty or redraft. This
3: is dynasty. Yeah, right, Mike, Troy can I have both? First. Yeah, I'll go first. This is very difficult. Derrick Henry is my man crush. and uh, But I'm going to have to say in PPR with the fact that Derrick Henry is not quite taking over that job um, and Devontae Parker is kind of the new hotness, um, I'm going to have to say Devontae Parker, but I'm going to say by the slightest of margins, 54% Devontae Parker. 54% Devontae Parker.
1: All right, William, you go. I'm going 63, Derrick Henry.
2: Oh, oh Derrick Henry? Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. Because, again, so the running back hype I still believe is real, and i assuming that this Twitter poll is posted after
2: Sunday. So you're the, you're under, the world is
1: on fire with him. You're
2: underrating the Devontae Parker love. Those truths are out there.
1: Right, well, Jake Craig's only going to play a year. So if, if it's Dynasty and people are being smart –
2: what was you're talking about Twitter here though? This is like this is That's where people right. go to overreact. I mean, All right, hold on. You got to be, I gotta be tactful here. What was trade's percentage?
0: <laughs> it was 54%, fifty-four percent, fifty-four.
2: Fifty-five percent Devontae Parker.
0: Let's see it, guys. Yeah. Oh. Parker fifty-nine percent. The route
1: is on. Wow. Yeah. Nice job, Mike. Uh you guys <laughs> know, was,
2: price is right, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter if you guess the wrong product. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> but so there's one of my one of my fantasy Joe's things is that on uh, these kind of things I'm often very 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 wrong.
2: So <laughs> that's, that's a good quality to have. Most people <laughs> trivial things like like things like these like uh, it's all the time. It, well, to to be fair, I mean it's it's not completely trivial because you need to know what people what the the value the public is giving these players because if you if you favor derrick henry by that much like you feel like it should be that go freaking trade devontae parker for derrick henry i mean because you know that the masses want parker so i mean you need, you need to use this information to your to your advantage uh full ppr would you trade uh parker for henry i would rather have parker because I, I think that Cuddy might play more than one year.
3: I would rather have them both. Give me, give me both. 50-50? I mean, I, I, well, because, you know, like Will mentioned, my thing is value. I try not to fall in love with fantasy players, although there are a few that have just gotten near and dear to my heart, and it's hard for me to see them correctly. But So for me, it's all about value. And I predict that in six months, nine months, 12 months, 18 months from now, both of these guys are going to be worth significantly more than they are today. So any league that I don't own them, I can acquire them at fair market value. Now I I'll take them because I think they're both going to boom in value. So
2: I do not disagree with that at all. My, my opposite side of that take, just would be quickly is
1: I, I believe more in the, what the Titans are building as an organization than what the dolphins are. I mean, just at the end of the day. Fair. So, so we, we got to get Mike out of here. We got two more. Do you guys have
0: time for uh, two more quick ones?
2: Let's do it. Let's do it. What's your time right. to say, Mike?
0: This, this is light, lightning <laughs> round. Lightning round. RB swap PPR. Amir Abdullah, uh, Tariq Cohen.
2: Oh, This man. hurts my heart. <laughs> Are you? Pl- please tell me you're an Amir Abdullah truther because I can't Mike, let him go.
3: I, these guys can tell you, our very first podcast, we had Scott Fish on, and I went all in on my bold take um, I've got a bet actually with a couple of these foot clan fellows that I play with that Amir Abdul is going to be a top 20 running back. Well, I upped the ante in our first podcast and went super spicy that he was going to be RB1 this year. <clears throat> and that is not looking good.
2: Bank on injury. Fair, his, his, uh, schedule has, his yeah. the opening schedule is really rough for him. They Abdullah. just don't
3: use him. My God, they don't use him like they should.
2: Yeah, I be... they, they used him yesterday, though. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, his, his offensive line is atrocious, but he does have – he has enough natural ability to make something happen. I mean, you saw it towards the end of the game. Right? I mean, his day was, was overall really bad, but then he busts off a 40-yard run. I mean, he has that, he has that ability built into him.
1: Yeah. He got chased down, though. This is going to be tough. But like, there's like a D lineman or something.
2: Well, I, he actually – he got chased down because he was trying to – he couldn't decide which way to juke. I think it was the safety.
1: <laughs> His jersey was also too far untucked. I didn't really like that. It wasn't a clean look. So. <laughs> All right,
3: Will, why don't you lead us off on this one? I don't think you've
1: gone first yet, have you? I have not. Uh, I, but I am taking – I'm taking Amir Abdullah here. If you were my dynasty team full PVR, I'd rather have Amir Abdullah. Uh, I liked him as an earlier pick. You talk about the Bruce Arians team. They almost took him over David Johnson. Uh, so at least you know he at least has the background talent in film he's had a really big struggle in the NFL so far but as much as I love to ride hype trains and the excitement of fantasy football I would take Amir Abdullah here and I'm gonna go 59 percent
2: all
0: right Abdullah, 59 percent
2: all right, Trey. Trey. You get Trey gets to go. I went first twice. So I, I, get knew,
3: that, I knew that was going to happen. I got to, I got to really, You got to do really
2: percent for somebody.
3: I got to really get bold here. <laughs> That's so right. this, I'm going to just put a public service announcement out there for our listeners. This does not reflect the beliefs of Trey <laughs> Barrett of the fantasy Joes. This reflects, as Mike said earlier, don't underestimate the overreaction hype that takes place on the Twitter's verse. I'm going to go Tariq Cohen, and I'm going to say that 59 – no, 60, 63% of Twitter went with Tariq Cohen in full PPR.
2: All right. I got to believe – I got this is me choosing to believe that people are going to get this one right. And as much as I, I think that Tariq Cohen is going to be great, I think he's going to be fantastic in PPR. He, I was looking at it uh, – we're only two games in – understandably but he is tied right now in second place for uh most receptions in the league he's tied with the, with Antonio Brown so I mean, the guy's gonna the guy's gonna get reception <laughs> and, and at, at a ridiculous rate but I'm gonna take Amir Abdullah and then because I played a win I'm gonna take Amir Abdullah 60 <laughs> percent
1: I knew you mm.
2: hey I went first twice man yeah <laughs> you
3: did you did
2: oh no oh, here's a surprise
0: I really nobody got it because trey busted on that he went 60 you got it you got
3: to <laughs> give me a
1: point here i mean it's a, a half a point it's a moral victory you, know, you get nothing and you like it welcome to Zeroville.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, I uh, a, a moral victory a moral victory
3: yeah i'll take that. a i'll take a moral victory
0: all right guys that, that's unreal that twitter's gone too far it it is crazy. It is crazy. All right, um, we only have like a minute left, so let's get to the last one. This is a twelve-team dynasty league half-point PPR. Randall Cobb and Cooper Cup.
2: Oh man, that's a that's a great question. Uh, I'll, I'm willing. To, I'll go first here. But in ah uh, the t- the people of Twitter, Randall Cobb. I guess the, the timing of this question is crucial because. We had all left Randall Cobb for absolute dead. Oh, what's up, bud? We're joined. The fantasy <laughs> shows have been joined by a fourth member. What's up, buddy? Oh, I probably can't really? see my headphones. Really? <laughs> yeah, so, trust you me, can't man. Hear I'm, you. I'm all about that dad life. I know how it goes. Uh, He's
3: rocking the stormtrooper Lego here.
2: Excellent, excellent. Uh, but I, we had all left. I, I'm including myself. We had all left Randall Cobb for dead, and he has absolutely come back to life. That which. Maybe it really was injuries the past couple years that have kept them out. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is an interesting guy because I feel like Twitter hated this guy. I mean, like they were were launching full out assaults against Cooper Cup because he's not the most athletic guy. He's already old for Dynasty in, in terms of what people think old is for Dynasty but they're just underestimating how good of a wide receiver he is and how perfectly he fit the Rams' scheme for these short passes. But I'm still oh, I'm still going to go with Randall Cobb here, but it is very close and I'm going to go Randall Cobb 57%.
0: Randall Cobb 57% down on the books. Uh, will, will
1: I mean, I I get, yeah, well, you yeah. No the already won the game. Yeah, uh, you already won the game. You're playing with house money at this point, Mike. <laughs> that's right. I didn't even know we were playing a game. I was just trying to have fun here.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's always a game,
1: man. Always. <laughs> if there was that's money on the awesome. table, my picks would have been different. Uh no. So, uh, I think Cooper Cup and Randall Kye were the same age, right? They might. Be. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, the like, no, the Randall, Cooper Randall Cup Randall was is not that old. No, he's, he's
3: 26,
1: 26, I think. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what everybody forgot. And let's, assume, let's just um, – I'm going to quietly assume uh, a, a better uh, rental Cobb love after the first couple of weeks, and I'll, I'll go 61% Cobb here.
0: Cobb, 61%. Trey. All right. So I get
1: both prizes if I hit it on the
2: dot? You do get two points, but then you still lose to me. So, that's
3: <laughs> So, I'm going like to, once,
2: I thought once I, again. I have three points? No, I already do You away. do.
3: You have three points. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's three Yay. goose eggs. So, I'm going to, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, take Twitter overreacting, and I'm going to say Cooper Cup 55%. No way would I do it. No way, not even close, but I don't have faith. And here's,
1: Twitter. So Chris Chime, in, though Cooper it's Cup. so sad that Randall Cobb was like the, the WR seven one year. Like Cooper Cup wasn't even the WR seven in college football at any point in time. Like so anyway. Let's let's see the numbers. Twitter, Twitter. Oh, oh Trey, once again, you wow. just
0: busted Trey. You tri- you went fifty-five percent. Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: demand a recount.
1: Well a, a if there's one thing that would be taken away is we didn't cheat.
0: That's true. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's true. Yeah.
3: No cheating
0: here. If one Man. of us
1: would hit it on the, 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 the exact percentage and the right vote every time, there would be some questions.
3: That's unreal. Give me uh, Randall Cobb.
2: Yeah, come on. Uh, Twitter. Twitter, get it together here. Randall Cobb plays with the best quarterback in the league, and the other guy plays with Jared Goff. <laughs> I mean,
0: Enough said. Just stop. All right, Mike, with that, we'll get you out of here. Thank you so much for joining on our Humble Little Podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
2: Hey, no, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. And good luck, man. Crush it, man. Just stay committed. Keep to it. But I love it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you.
1: We
3: appreciate it a lot. Thank you, man. We're huge fans. We are
0: going to go and take a look back at week two. We are going to go over our Fantasy Joe moments of the week, both highs and lows. And for me, I think the um, fantasy Joe moment of the week for me would be the flashes we saw from the rookie tight ends. Um, uh,
1: we're,
0: we're, start, we're starting to see some reasons why, why everyone said that this rookie tight end class was amazing. Uh, guys like Gerald Everett, uh, and then Joku, John Jonu Smith, they all flashed. And I think they all could be fantasy relevant sooner rather than later. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But I love seeing that. I, I love seeing those rookies flash. And I'm excited about these rookie tight ends. Well, what's your uh,
1: highlight of the week? Oh, man, I was so nervous after Brandon Coleman's first week and not putting up basically any numbers. And after my first, one of my very first hot takes was about Brandon Coleman. And it got a little bit more popular than I thought. But watching him go off last week and finally put up some fantasy relevant stats. And if you started him and had belief in him, he really paid off. He went for four catches, 82 yards, and a tutty. That's a great stat line. I'll take that any week.
0: Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. Uh, uh, Coleman is live and well, everybody. Trey, what, what about you? Highlights.
3: So, you know what? I'm going to take a jump into some Saturday football action here. You know, this is a NFL professional dynasty football podcast, but there's a thing out there called Debbie Leagues. I don't know if you guys, or any of you are a part of them, but uh, my Florida Gators this weekend, had a remarkable finish, last second, long touchdown play. It wasn't really a Hail Mary, just a long touchdown pass. And uh, the receiver that caught the touchdown is a guy named Tyree Cleveland. And so those of you that are in uh, Debbie Leagues have probably heard of him. Those of you that are have, are not, you're going to be hearing that name in the next couple of years. Tyree Cleveland, he's a wide receiver coming out of Florida. Go Gators.
1: I, I at first thought that might be a quarterback hot take out of Florida. Whew. Oof. no one wants one of those
3: <laughs> no sir we need one i'll take one
0: uh, and the university of illinois needs a quarterback as well so any any high high five-star recruits out there listening to play qb look at illinois please 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 you'll be a hero <laughs> um so speaking of names that we're going to hear in the future uh guy i've talked about you guys know i, lo- I love zay jones but getting into my letdown of a week one i was so excited that final drive you know buffalo's driving down the field Zay Jones catches a couple of passes. They're moving the chains right. They got a chance. They got a chance. And then Tyrod Taylor Taylor overthrows him uh just a little bit. But he almost makes this incredible catch, but he doesn't quite do it. And so I was ready to come on this week and hype Zay Jones and talk about how great he's gonna be and look look how amazing he was. But if you look at that stat line, I, I think it was like two for eighteen or something like that. Um gosh, that's just a bad situation. Um uh, uh, yeah, I still love Zay Jones, but I don't think it's gonna happen in 2017. So that was my big letdown.
1: Uh, he had it too, right in his hands. Yeah, he did. Oh, it was, it was, oh, it's so good. yeah. Anyway.
0: What what? Uh, <laughs> well, what about you? What
1: was your letdown? My biggest letdown after my hot take the week before, talking about it seems to be he's more and more becoming my boy, Jonathan Stewart. Uh, he just just got absolutely stuffed at the goal line on an unblocked defender in Shaq and a fool, Shaq Lawson against the Bills. He should have been able to house that. It, it just was just poorly played, and it's really uh, – it just, it just made me feel sad about the hot take about Jonathan Stewart setting a career-high touchdowns. He's got to keep the pace up.
0: Well, you're not dead yet in the water. It's, it's only week two, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, week two means everything.
3: <laughs> yeah, have you not heard, Ryan? Like your season is over already. If you are zero and two, over.
0: That's right. That's why everyone that sells Le'Veon or everyone that has Le'Veon Bell sell
1: now. He, he's a total bust. Get yourself some C.J. Anderson for Le'Veon Bell.
3: <laughs> Trey, what's your letdown of week one or week two, rather? Well. You know, my letdown of week two is actually just an extension of a letdown that took place in week one as well, and that is the RBBC killing fantasy teams across the NFL. I'm talking about guys that I believe in, like Mark Ingram, Uh, another guy that I believe in big time, Joe Mixon. I mean, it's just so frustrating. Frustrating, owning these running backs in these committees where, you know, running back has always been one of those positions where a guy needs to have 15, 18, 20 carries, get into a groove. Um, and these guys are playing. I mean, Joe Mixon, it comes in, he comes on the field for a play or two and then gets taken out. So, it, you know, he has no opportunity to get in a rhythm behind that ridiculously talented offensive line uh, that he plays behind there in Cincinnati. Uh, hashtag sarcasm. So, anyway, the the RBBCs are just incredibly frustrating, especially when you are starting both Mark Ingram and Joe Mixon on a dynasty team. Hashtag, I lost that one.
1: I think you're going to see a week three turnaround on those guys, though. Uh, You have the Packers, and it could be a get-right game for Mixon and the Bengals, at least to compete. And on top of that, uh, with the way Peterson has been playing and the the Saints being 0-2, I think uh, I, I I just wouldn't be overly shocked if Week Three was like a get right week for the players that you've been holding on to that have been suffering.
3: Yeah, I I I mean I don't disagree with that, and I still like both of the guys uh, moving forward, uh, both in redraft and especially. Dy- I mean I love Joe Mixon and Dynasty. His time's gonna come, but in the meantime, it's frustrating It's frustrating to see these guys that you know basically uh, all the, the carries split among several guys and nobody really has any value. It waters down the, uh, the talent pool at the running back position even more.
0: That is a pretty good uh, segue into our next segment, which we're calling RB City, baby, buy or sell, going into week three. Uh, so we're going to talk about some guys that are, are really interesting names that we're not sure if we should buy or if we should sell. Um, and we're going to give you our opinions on that. Uh, so we have five guys here we're going to discuss. And the first guy is this gentleman known as Isaiah Crowell, um, it, which a guy that got a lot of hype going into this season. And so far he hasn't really lived up to the hype. Um, so we're going to talk about buy sell or, or hold Isaiah Crowell. Well, what do you think about Mr. Isaiah Crowell?
1: Yeah. So quick stat line on him. So 27 carries 70 yards. Three targets, two catches, 33 yards, and that's over two games for Crowell. I think you couldn't be more disappointed in Crowell's performance if you're taking, you know, he was, what was he bumping up to? Like, you know, second, third round, you're talking about auction values, things like that. He was a kind of a hot commodity coming into the season, and they've, they've, they've kind of struggled. Uh, but I think Crowell, for me right now, is a buy, because I think this week is his get right week. And I, I've said that. As I mentioned earlier, Trey, I think we're going to get a pretty good get get right week here in week three. It just seems like the matchups are working out, the situations for each teams are working out, and it. Uh, I, so for me, if I can, I'm buying Crowell on the cheap, like on as cheap as possible.
0: Trey, you like Crowell? You think you're going to buy him or sell him?
3: Yeah, I do. I like. that. I mean, if you look at first, uh, Baltimore Ravens second game, Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, these are two teams that historically defend the run very very well and so I mean I think that Isaiah Crowell is talented and I think he just needs the opportunity and I believe that like Will said I think not just this week but I mean they've got the the Colts this week they've got the Bengals at home in week four and in week five they have the Jets at home so I think that you're going to see the next three weeks Isaiah Crowell I mean You know, all three of these games, the Colts, the Bengals, and the Jets, I mean, you know, don't think I'm crazy, but uh, the Browns could win all three of those games. And I think they'll probably – I know they're favored on the road in Indianapolis, and I anticipate they'll be favored at home against the Jets. So I think there's some positive game scripts coming his way, and I think you're going to see them really start to rely on that. And then it's going to open up the passing. They're going to have to do some things on offense without Corey Coleman. But if they can commit to the run and successfully run the ball behind that incredible offensive line they have, um, I think the play action can can really work for Deshaun Kaiser. And I, I mean, don't be surprised if in three weeks that we're looking at a uh, looking at a Browns team that's uh, three and two.
0: Wow, that's kind of a a, a bold take into <laughs> the end of this show, Trey. Um, you know, I have to admit it, it. I was pretty high going into Crowell. Um, this year, and and I think he, he's probably a hold for me. But looking at the list of of names, I'm looking at PPR ranks. I mean, there are guys like Chris Ivory, Mike Tolbert, Marlon Mack that are ahead of him um, in the you know in terms of performance this year, and that that makes me nervous. I, you know, I, I I know it's too early and the sample size is small. I don't think you should overreact, but you know, he's not a guy I'm going to go out and buy. I, I don't know. He he makes me nervous. We'll we'll see. It's Cleveland. I don't know. I, I just. I don't know. I, I, I don't think I can come on here and, and say I would recommend someone go out and buy him.
1: Um, so half point PPR, if somebody offered, uh, let's say you have Jarvis Landry, and they say, hey, I'll send you Crowell your way for Landry, would you do it?
0: No way. For for, I'd I think about it. I guess it depends on the makeup of my team. Um, that, that, I'll take the, the cop-out answer, right? Um,
1: well, since since, since <laughs> Trey said that, no way. Uh, your team is significantly wide receiver heavy and you need a running back.
3: Well, I think with Jarvis, <laughs> I think I think the attention that Jarvis Lager received in this first game, if you're going to go sell Jarvis Landry, I think that you should aim a lot higher than Isaiah Crowell. I mean, at this point with the numbers he's put up, I think that a, di- a disenfranchised Crowell owner, you shouldn't have to pay nearly a Jarvis Landry price. I think if you were to, you know, if, if someone were doing a redraft league, and they drafted late, and you're holding that draft tonight, uh, Jarvis Landry goes probably a full two, maybe three rounds ahead of um, Isaiah Crowell. So I would just aim higher. That's all for me. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm not a huge Jarvis Landry fan, but, I mean, he's a, he, he just came out and had a pretty – what do you have, 13 catches? It was something amazing, yeah.
1: I, mean, I don't have it right in front yeah. of me, but – I mean, it was amazing for PPR – <laughs> in in regular stats. He was like the Zay Jones of the NFL last week. Anyway. Oh, uh, I guess, <laughs> so I guess I move on.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's talk about Carlos Hyde. Uh, Carlos Hyde is a guy that, you know, kind of, kind of interesting, right. You know uh, with, with Joe Williams, everyone thought, you know, all the reports that, Oh, Hyde's not going to make the team. He's going to be cut. And then, um, you know, then he, he comes out and, you know, I think if you have, Hyde on your team, you're pretty happy about it. Um looking at the PPR uh, standings, he's uh he's he's an RB1, he's number 12. So Carlos Hyde, uh, Will, you 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 gonna you're gonna buy,
1: sell, or hold. So for, for me, it's it's I think Hyde is he's such an interesting, it depends who has him and what they're willing to do. Cause I like Hyde. And the thing is he he's never finished a complete season healthy. And if he comes close to that, I think he has a great opportunity to finish as an RB1. He's looked really good. Uh, so far this year, through two games, Hyde is—he's just boasting twenty-four carries, but he's—you he's, know—put up one hundred and sixty-nine yards, and then he's also had twelve targets and nine catches for fifty-one yards. He's one of those guys where, if you add a touchdown into his resume, we're not having this conversation about—you know—buy or sell. As far as he's not waffling as much as he is now, he's either—you either have a clear vision of him being a sell high because you don't believe in him, or you're going after him to an owner that doesn't believe in him and trying to get him cheap so the only thing he's missing is touchdowns and as bad as the 49ers are and will be it's NFL teams still score touchdowns they're not the Jets they're not the you know they're not the bottom feeders they have like he's put up decent stats outside of touchdowns so my current thing is I I would be if, if I had to choose one or the other I'd be buying Hyde
3: all right fair enough Trey Shockingly, I am actually on the flip side of that coin. (laughs) As you guys can attest, uh, in a dynasty league that we are all three in, I just sold Carlos Hyde here in the last week. And um, I so Carlos Hyde got nine carries week one. I think that I believed that the 49ers offense was going to actually have a legitimate shot to be decent this year. Not only do you have Shanahan coming in, you have Brian Hoyer, quarterback, who's been a very serviceable quarterback over the past several years and has actually been – actually beyond serviceable for fantasy purposes. So, you know, Pierre Garçon coming back to play for Kyle Shanahan, I think that the narrative was there that this 49ers offense could possibly be better than we were anticipating, and I'm just not seeing it. I mean, if you take – he had a 61-yard carry against Seattle. He had 15 carries for 124 yards – I mean, half of his yardage came on one play. Now, you can't take that away from him because he still completed that play. But when you're talking about a guy that's getting nine carries in one game and 15 carries the next game, that offense is just not explosive enough. That's the reason I sold Carlos Hyde. Not necessarily the talent, but that offense is just not as, as good as I was hoping. And obviously, you know, they, they did play Seattle this last week, which is not exactly an a easy matchup. And then they played the Panthers in week one. so. You know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I have liked the talent of Carlos Hyde, but I just haven't been loving the usage.
0: You know, on, on the flip side of that, Trey, he was, his career-high in targets was last year, 33 targets, and he's projected to receive 96 targets um, in, in this new offense. So I think he's getting more usage that way. Um, it, it, but you're right. I mean, in terms of attempts, uh, you, know, he, you know, he's not he only has, you know, 24 rushing attempts in two games. You know, I, I think he's interesting and I think, you know, looking at, at his career, yes, he hasn't played a, a complete season. Uh, but maybe it's a bit of a myth that he's this injury prone guy that can't stay on the field. You know, 2014, he played 14 games, 2016, 13 games. So, you know, if, if I have a running back that I get, you know, uh, 13, 14 games out of, I, I think I'm happy. Um So so for me, I think he's a, not a guy that I feel you definitely should go out and, you know, buy, but if you could get a, get a discount on him, I think I'm going to buy Carlos Hyde. I, I, I think that, um, you know, in this, we just talked about the, this, you know, running back by committee world that we live in. Um, You know, he's, he's a guy that has a role and, um, and we know he can, he can perform and and have these big weeks for you. So I like Carlos Hyde. I, I think you might be able to find a disgruntled owner and you might be able to get him at, at a discount if you, if you hurry. So, yeah, I think I'm buying Carlos Hyde. So, do we want to talk about Carlos Or should we move on to uh, this next guy who's very polarizing, Todd Gurley? Let's,
3: Let's move on to Gurley.
0: It. Yeah. All right, Todd Gurley. Um, what can I say about Todd Gurley? I just uh, talk about a guy that, you know, past couple of seasons, he, you know, his rookie year, he came on the scene, and – in, in, in redraft leagues last year, at least, I, I'm not sure about Dynasty. Uh, you know, he has a top pick. Um, uh, there, there was one guy out there, Matt Harmon. you got to give him credit going into the 2016 season. He wrote that piece about how Todd Gurley wasn't going to, to be this, this RB1 for sure. And he got some heat for it, but he was right. And, and now we go into a year where after week one, people were talking about, oh, you know, sell Todd Gurley had this great week. And we have another, another good performance from Todd Gurley. So what do we do with him? Probably the most interesting guy we'll talk about in terms of buy or sell tonight. Uh, Will, what do you think?
1: So uh, Gurley is rocking, you know, 35 carries for 128 128 yards. He's gotten in the end zone. He's got two tutties. He's got 10 targets, eight catches, and he's put up 104 yards on those with a touchdown. I mean, you know, like colored me shocked uh, on his receiving stats that I, you know, I looked up just briefly beforehand and I didn't really realize what a big part he's been in the receiving game. I get that there's been a you know big game, but uh, I just the only issue I have is people are still lingering on Todd Gurley's rookie season. And what I've found and what I've seen is he's just a little bit too expensive for me right now. I don't trust that this type of production is going to continue and keep up. I don't think that they're going to be able to you know blow out a team like they did the Colts and just kind of like rack up yardage against them uh so in in general if I had Todd Gurley I'm trying to sell him high but I definitely don't think I'm going out I'm not making any offers on Todd Gurley right now I'm going to wait until he has a down game and it might be after week four because they're going against San Francisco so if you want to pay a high price and potentially have a blow-up game with him, this this is a great week to do it
0: yeah Uh,
3: um what do you think Trey Todd Gurley is a guy I've been very torn about I've had a really tough time. I own him in a couple leagues, and um, I just don't – so Todd Gurley is one of those guys that, for me, if I own him, I'm probably not going to sell him because – and you mentioned this with Carlos Hyde. I mean, he got 24 touches in week one, and he got 19 touches in week two. This is is the pinnacle of this offense. And I know that the schedule hasn't been crazy. Let's not overreact. We're talking about the 10th-ranked offense in the NFL right now for the L.A. Rams. Not scoring, I'm talking about yardage. So, this is an offense that has a little bit of life injected by the new head coach coming from Washington. And Todd Gurley is absolutely 100% the centerpiece of that offense, and he's going to be all year. In dynasty formats, I'm probably looking to move Todd Gurley because I just don't know that I'm convinced that he is as a special a talent as we thought he was coming into the league. So, but it all, this, for me, Todd Gurley, if I own him, I'm probably holding him. I'm probably not buying him anywhere. He's a guy for me that I still ex- – I don't know exactly what to think about him. His usage is going to be significant. And that's the – I mean, we talk about that all the time, right? I mean, you know, Kareem Hunt skyrocketed in value, not necessarily because of who he was, where he was drafted, but the fact that the guy in front of him got hurt and he was getting all the touches. And look what he's done with it. So, you know, I, I just – Todd Gurley is a guy I don't – I'm not going to plant my flag on buy or sell. Right now I'd say that I'd have to hold. Um, and, the, you know, Will mentioned it. The passing game stats are, are huge. And as he continues to – I think he's got over 100 yards receiving already. He's getting in the end zone. I mean, he's the – he's who they're looking for in, in the red zone. And that's big, obviously.
0: Yeah. And, the, you know, those numbers um, in terms of targets are, are also increasing, not unlike Carlos Hyde. So he, he's going to see a career high in targets too. I think he's um, set to uh, be uh, on uh, target for for eighty targets. <laughs> so yeah, not to repeat what you say, Trey, but I I do I'm kind of in that hold category as well. Um, I'm I maybe closer to wanting to buy him. Um, so maybe if I can get a good deal on him, I would buy because you know one thing that you're, you're going to get from him is is that you know. He, he is the focal point of the offense, and that's special. So even if he's not a special talent, there's certainly some value to um, um, having that on your fantasy team. Uh, probably uh, – he's a guy that I would love to have as my RB2 uh, in terms of, like, who I'm starting each week. I don't necessarily yeah. want him to be my my RB1 for my fantasy team. If he's my RB2, I love my team. I love Yeah. Him. So that's kind of what I think about, about Todd
3: Gurley. Um, we should move on. We, we, How about gonna, this? Just – Real quick, Ryan, before yeah, we move yeah. on, I just want yeah. to ask you guys, so the, the last two guys we talked about, Carlos Hyde, Todd Gurley, going head-to-head tomorrow night, Thursday night football, Rams at 49ers, who has the bigger game tomorrow night? I'm going to say Gurley, and I'm going to say it's probably uh, by a decent margin. What do you guys think? A hmm, I, 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 Good question. Um, I, the game's in San Francisco.
0: Yeah, I guess I'll I, I guess I'll go with – I'll go with Carlos Hyde.
3: What do you think, Will? Ooh. Uh,
1: T- Tiebreaker. <laughs> so, uh, give, give me Gurley. I, I really, really wanted to try to say Hyde and to try to – because I, I do like him as a player, but, I mean, yeah, that, I think Gurley. I think Gurley is going to have a lot more rushing yards. He's, he's more involved in the passing game already. He's, uh, I mean, he's the fourth leading pass catcher as a running back in the NFL right now with 104 yeah. yards. So give me Gurley. All
0: right. We'll see. We'll see. Like <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I'm on an island. Um, let, let's, <laughs> let's quickly talk about uh, two more guys real fast. Um, we've got Buck Allen and C.J. Anderson. Um, and maybe we start with C.J. Anderson because he's a guy that, that I'm interested to hear your takes because uh, he's been great so far, guys. He's been awesome. So, Will, what do you think, CJ Anderson? By yeah, he started.
1: I mean, he's had forty-five carries already this year, 198 yards on the ground, six targets, four catches, uh, forty-three yards. He has two total touchdowns. Uh, uh, and if you look at last year's stats, the first two weeks, he had forty carries, one hundred seventy-six yards, seven catches for sixty-six yards, and three total touchdowns. Uh, the the thing with CJ Anderson, and I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be pretty good overall but i don't trust his uh he's kind of like holding up throughout the year i think you have an opportunity to sell him for a really really good piece to your team like if you have cj anderson you kind of went like running back heavy early on as well maybe moving him for a good wide receiver i'm i'm basically i'm completely selling tj anderson or sorry cj anderson overall i just don't trust that he's gonna be able to hold up to a full nfl season I don't trust that, run, that, that Broncos team and what they've been doing. They, they capitalized on a Dallas team that wasn't ready for them after coming off a weak matchup against the Giants. Uh, I, th- I think things are going to get harder, and I'll talk about them a little bit later. But in general, if you've had C.J. Anderson for these first two weeks and you got two wins with him on your lineup, uh, count, count that as a win and move him for a piece that will last you throughout the season and be beneficial for you.
0: You know, I think the same with CJ Anderson, I think in a redraft league for sure um, sell him. I I think in a dynasty league, it's a little trickier because I don't know what you're going to get for him because people that's the narrative on him. That's the story, right? He's going to get hurt. He's done this before. So I think in the, in that kind of uh, you know, in a dynasty format, he's certainly a hold because he's, he's worth more to your team, a guy you can start um, because you're just not going to get that much for him. In my opinion, Uh,
3: Trey, what do you think? No, nah, he's a hold for me. And, and, you know, and that's in both formats in dynasty and in redraft. And honestly, I might actually be aggressive in going out. If I need a running back, I may actually be uh, waiting for an opportunity, maybe where he has a bad, uh, bad game. But I think this is a guy that's going to see a lot of positive game scripts. I've been very impressed with Trevor Simeon playing quarterback. Obviously Denver's defense is, um, fairly stout, and, uh, you know, they're 2-0 and for a reason. They're playing pretty good football right now, and I think that the game script of him um, getting a lot of touches and a lot of work, while Jamal, Jamal Charles is going to come in and get some work, I mean, we've seen it time and time again where, you know, when Tevin Coleman was coming in and getting touches, Devontae Freeman was more productive. So having a good backup running back that can come in and spell you I think can help with maybe keeping him healthy of course, you know, injury prone, whether you believe it or don't believe it. I mean, he is a guy that's had a hard time staying healthy, but I like him. I like what I've seen so far. And um, he's a guy that honestly I feel like is kind of always underappreciated and undervalued in the in the fantasy world. So he's a guy that you you might be able to get for no, – no, I mean, you know, after this last week he, you're going to have to pay a price for him. But if I own him, I'm not selling him right now.
0: Okay. And, and, and Buck Allen, quickly, guys, what, what do we do with Buck Allen? in both Redraft and Dynasty.
1: The, the reason I put him on this list and wanted to chat about him is he was a really, really, really popular uh, waiver wire pickup in, in a lot of leagues. And he has 35 carries, 137 yards, seven targets, five catches, 35 yards and one total touchdown. And I kind of wanted to bounce this off you guys and what your opinions are first. Like, are you... Are you, like, trying to acquire Buck Allen on the cheap right now? Did you put a big uh, waiver, you know, wire fab bid? Did you use your, you know, your high waiver priority on him? Like, what was your situation with him, and and what's your opinion?
0: I have a couple of teams. um, I I think they're all redraft leagues. Where I had some injuries, uh, I lost David Johnson in a few leagues. Uh, So, in those leagues where I was RB Needy, I did spend a lot of fab to acquire him just because I think he's going to be a solid option uh, until Denny Woodhead comes back. Uh, Terrence West with that, uh, you know, this, he, I, I think he didn't practice today. What is it? A soft tissue injury. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a guy that's going to hold some value. I, I don't know that he's going to perform as well as he did in week two again, but I think he's one of those guys you can plug in and, and you can get some points in mainly in, um, you know, I like him more, obviously these are half point PPR formats. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess if I thought I could get anything for him, I might sell him. But I, I don't know that you're gonna. Once again, you're gonna get a lot for Buck Allen. Um, I, I think he's a is a serviceable fantasy asset. Does that answer your question? Will, probably not.
1: <laughs> no, I think I think it for sure does. You're definitely. Uh, this, so I mean, we're the average or with the fantasy Joes here. So you're talking about regular leagues that you're in, and a lot of times like there isn't gonna be a big value placed on Buck Allen. You're not going to be able to get a lot in return. And so if you did suffer some setbacks in in your running back core and you need a guy that either play your flex or play the running back, I think he's going to be totally, totally serviceable.
0: Uh, Tranny closing thoughts on, on, on Buck Allen before we, uh, before we move on.
3: Not really. He's not, he's not a guy, you know, long-term dynasty. I don't think, I think that Baltimore is a, a prime candidate to add one of the big running backs in next year's draft. And um, I just don't, I actually owed Buck Allen two places. And it's funny because I actually acquired him um, within the last few weeks, but it was before Woodhead got hurt because I was kind of anticipating Woodhead might struggle with an injury at some point. So I stashed Buck Allen and actually started him in one league this past week. And, and I basically won because of him. Um, but he's not a guy I feel super strongly about. He, you know, like you said, Ryan, if you're really running back needy, he's a guy you can take a chance on.
0: Let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show. At least it's the fantasy Joe's favorite part of every show. It's the hot, bold, spicy takes of the week. And I want to go ahead and lead off, if if I can, gentlemen. Uh, Absolutely. By, we had Mike right on, and he talked about Rashard Higgins. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about Richard Higgins this week, even before Mike was on the show. And, uh, you know, Mike talked about, um, how Harbin loves him, how the, the guy is an exceptional route runner. Um, and I think Mike touched on this too. The guy in college was phenomenal. Um, so Jordan Hoover, he he is on Twitter at jhoover9787. He, he had this piece for his back in 2016. And he talked about how in college, um, the, the, in, in history, there are only eight other collegiate wide receivers that have amassed at least 90 catches, over 1,700 receiving yards, and 15 touchdowns in a single season since 2000 in college for those other names, guys, Michael Crabtree, uh, Rick cooks, Devonte Adams and Amari Cooper. So that's some really nice company that he's in. So, and we know that wide receivers that are um, Excel in college, uh, that that's, that, that's a good indicator of NFL success. The fact that he had tremendous success in college, even though it was at uh, Colorado state, the fact that, you know, Matt Harmon loves him. He can, he can run routes like nobody's business. I'm boldly going to predict that even though he's a little bit behind in the game, because he's one game short, he's going to finish 2017 as a wide receiver too. Is
1: that Ooh. in half point or full point PPR? Uh, we'll go half point. So higher in full point? Yes.
0: <laughs> nice. So, so friend, you know, um, I, I thought about going, you know, uh, you know, low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three, but no, let's just go wide receiver two. This is, this, this, these are hot, bold, spicy takes, right, guys?
1: <laughs> That's right. I'm going to chime in with a, a little bit more subdued, kind of like having the glass of milk after that spicy take. Uh, just that I, I foresee the this is just weekly, the Seahawks continue to struggle with their offense, they've been terrible in September in the past. It takes them a little bit to figure things out. I I can't point a finger to what exactly it is, but uh, my my take of the week is that the Seahawks struggle this week on offense against the Titans, and they actually lose at home, uh, twenty
0: four to ten. Ooh, that's nice. I like that. Interesting. Um, what What do you think, Trey? What's your What's your uh, What's your first take? And, and how so was first... Wait, I'm sorry. Do we think that's mild, medium, hot, or ghost pepper face melt? the, um, the Seahawks uh, struggling, losing to the Titans. Uh, I think it's probably – no, go ahead. No, I think it's pretty hot. I think it's pretty hot. That's pretty bold. It would be pretty amazing if the Titans could go
3: into Seattle and win. Yeah, I don't know, honestly. I think that the Titans are playing some pretty good football right now. So, I think it's probably, you know, on the medium side. I mean, I think anytime you can go into Seattle and get a win, uh, you're doing something right. But that offense is just in bad shape right now. Jimmy Graham may not be available for this game. And uh, I mean, goodness, they you know barely escaped the 49ers at home. So I, I think that uh, I think I like the opportunity for the Titans to come in there. Um, but we'll see. Should be fun to
0: watch. Trey, didn't I mean you your thunder there. You were about to give us a real hot take. What what is it?
3: Yeah, no, that's all right. So I'm going to go back to to picking an underdog this week, and I don't know that I necessarily. So last week I picked Minnesota to beat Pittsburgh. And then between the recording of our podcast and the game, Sam Bradford was ruled out. So, um, you know, I was a little disappointed because I was really hoping to see if that offense could continue their um, juggernaut status that they showed in week one. Uh, Speaking of offensive juggernauts this week, nine point underdogs. I've got the Bengals pulling it together, (laughs) going into Lambeau and keeping it close. They're nine point underdogs for me. I mean, I would put the money on the Bengals to stay within nine points. I don't know that they're going to come up with uh, ultimately the upset, but I think that that there is way too much talent on that team for them to come out and be as embarrassing as they have so far this season. I think that the leadership they played on Thursday night last week. So they had a little extra time to prepare. I think that the leadership, I think they're going to have a, little get together and say you know what we got to do better and uh, they're going to give the ball to Joe Mixon more please please please, <laughs> please. Marvin Lewis <laughs> so that's what that's and I, I, I mean, week. yeah I, I think that's pretty hot it would not surprise me if they actually go in and the, it's a game that comes down to less than three points
1: I think Aaron Rodgers could sit on the toilet and produce more touchdowns than the Bengals right now that's, that's
0: real hot as a Bears fan. I love the take. I, I don't, I don't know that's going to happen, but that's, that's,
3: that's face mouth hot green Bay is having some struggles of their own. I mean, their defense is terrible. So they're, uh should be an interesting game. Yeah. It should be
0: a really great game. I, I, I hope you're right. Um, my next uh, take is about Johnny Smith. I, I talked about him a little bit earlier, how he, he flashed a little bit this week two catches 30 yards, a touchdown. Um, Johnny Smith is a guy that might be available in your dynasty league. He might be out there in the waiver wire. And I think you should go out and get him because I think he's gonna be a tight end one in 2018. Um, Delaney Walker is 33 years old, and according to Over the Cap, the Titans can save six point two million dollars by releasing Delaney Walker uh in twenty eighteen. Um if you look at what Delaney Walker's done over the past couple of years, he's a target leader um among all tight ends. And even though his targets have gone down since um, he led the league in, in 2015 with 133 targets. I think in that Titans offense, the tight end is, is an integral uh, focal point. And I think Jonu Smith is going to step into the role. He's going to get a lot of targets. And through sheer volume alone, perhaps, he's going to be a tight end one in 2018. We saw a little bit of that this week. So Jonu Smith, get him while you can. He's going to be a tight end one next year. And it's happened before, guys, I want to mention. You know, we, we think the Titans take forever to produce – and that can be true, but guys like uh, Jimmy Graham and Jason Witten in their second year in the league, they had 900-plus yards and, and six touchdowns, at least in their second season. So there is a precedence for this. Uh, th- this tight end class is going to be great. Um, uh, so let's so get those rookie tight ends. Will, wh- what do you got? What's your next hot take? And
1: what uh, do you think? Next about- – next, uh, I mean, I, I like it. I, I don't have a very passionate opinion about Senor John O. Smith. Uh, I think he has a great opportunity. That offense, they're rebuilding. I really, really do enjoy the Titans' uh, management structure and what they're doing with that team. I feel like they're building a team that's going to be a contender, and you're going to see them be in the playoffs, and then maybe in the soup. You know, they're just they're, they're doing the right things to build a great team, and he has he's going to have every opportunity to be a key cog in that. So I can get behind the Jonathan Smith hot take. I like him. All right. What, what's your next hot take? So my next one is uh, this is – so talk about by lows. Real quick is T.Y. Hilton. He's had some horrible horrible first couple weeks. I think this is his get right week. I get that Andrew Luck isn't back. I get that Jacoby Preset has barely been with the team. But they are facing the Browns. We're talking about the Cleveland Browns, the team that doesn't even really want to win because they want a high draft pick. I want to say my hot take is T.Y. Hilton goes over 10 targets this week and finishes a WR1 for this for week three we're getting hot in here
0: that is hot everyone's saying we need to sit ty hilton i heard today uh sit ty hilton and and play guys like uh like cooper cup Uh, you know so that's a hot take
1: yeah i would never play cooper cup over ty hilton this week that's embarrassing to both myself and ty hilton we we chat a lot
0: i'm sure you do (laughs) i'm sure you do All right, Trey, what's your next hot, bold, spicy take here?
3: My next uh, hot, spicy take I'm representing here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers shirt for the recording tonight. Our audience is not able to see that. And uh, so I know they're playing Minnesota this week. Last week was kind of a warm-up. And, and you know, people don't know this either, but um, I have a standing bet with you gentlemen over the next seven years, right? Uh, Jameis Winston (laughs) versus Russell Wilson. Yeah. So this, this week, Jameis Winston cements himself top six quarterback this week. And on top of that, he accomplishes it on the back of Deshaun Jackson, top 12 wide receiver this week. I think that uh, Xavier Rhodes is going to be on Mike Evans. And I think Deshaun Jackson is going to torch the cornerback on the other side of the field. So I think that the Bucks offense comes out, plays really well, throwing the ball around in Minnesota this week.
1: Hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it at all.
3: And I think that's <laughs> that, that, that's 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 got to be pretty. That's got to be getting up toward ghost pepper because I don't think anybody in the world is looking for Deshaun Jackson to be a WR one this week. But I mean, Jameis Winston loves to throw the ball deep. They almost connected. I mean, last week was their week one. So um, and and they you know had a dominating win at home. Um, so I think I think that I'm, I'm looking for these two guys to break out.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I don't think anyone's going out there and making that, 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 that call. So that's, that's definitely, that's definitely super hot. At the very least hot, if not ghost pepper. Uh, so here's my, my take to close. And I should have done this first cause it's not like super hot or bold or spicy, but, <laughs> I, I, but it's about Mitch Trubisky. Cause everyone keeps saying, Oh, Mitch Trubisky, he's going to be the starter. Mike Glennon sucks. So my call is he is going to be the bear starter October 29th at the earliest and the reason I say that is if you look at the schedule, the Bears' schedule, I wish I could say it's getting easier, but it's not. They're going to play the Steelers at home. Then they have that short turnaround. They have a Thursday night game against the Packers and Lambeau. Um, and they host the Vikings, a tough defense, and they go play the Ravens' defense. You know, that's my um, number one defense this year in the NFL. And then they host the the Panthers at home. They, I don't think they want to put him in these positions against these great defenses. So I think they're going to wait till the Saints – they go to uh, to New Orleans – uh, so he's away from home, maybe a little bit less pressure. And at the very earliest, Mr. Trubisky is going to start October 29th. I know that that seat's getting hot for John Fox, but the Bears don't want to screw Trubisky up, and they're going to wait. I like it. So yeah, if you're relying on him on in your superflex league because you're uh, you know starting you know you got Sam Bradford and he's hurt, and maybe you're you know you've got some other guy that's not performing, you're going to have to wait a few a few weeks anyway. Uh okay so you guys have one more each then are we we're on our third so who wants to who wants to go
3: next and then who wants to go last
1: I'll let Trey go and I'll I'll close it out
3: Yeah I'll go next I've got a I've got a sell here and you know this, for me honestly redraft or dynasty doesn't make a huge difference and I know for some people this is not going to be a hot take for some people that love this guy this is going to be ghost pepper burn your face off napalm um but I'm selling Ty Montgomery. Um, I am not a believer in him as the answer at running back for the Green Bay Packers. He's been a very divisive guy this off season. As I, you know, have watched Twitter and listened to podcasts. I think that there's some people that just absolutely love him. You know, you want that running back that plays for a dynamic offense. Um, he's, he's, you know, currently the running back two or three and, um, He's actually leading the entire NFL running back position in number of snaps this year. But there's already some whispers coming out that they want to kind of start backing off of the snaps that he's getting. And I just am not buying into him being able to keep up the pace. I mean, he is a guy that you can sell incredibly higher. And I mean, he's running back two, running back three. I don't think that there is really a possibility for him to keep that pace up and finish as an RB1. So I think now is the time to sell. I mean, he's averaging three yards a carry. So I think Jamal Williams is going to start getting some touches there. And I just don't believe that Montgomery's a long-term answer for the Packers at running back. Sell him while you can.
0: That's what I thought going into the draft, and I sold him and I regret it. <laughs> I, I sold a little too early. I only had him in one league. But, all right, that's, that's hot. That, I think that's, that's Ghost Pepper. And it's hard to do that, right, when you've got that hot guy to, to let him go. But you, you may be right. You may be right. I can't disagree.
1: Um, oh, I'm, I'm on the passion train of, of Time of Montgomery. Uh so I can't agree, but I, I, get, I do get where you're coming from, so I, I respectfully disagree.
0: That, that, that's very hot. That's very hot. Well, it's going to be hard to, uh, to out-heat uh, out that one, if you will, so what, what, what do you got? Can you do it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I could, I could continue on my Jay Cuddy QB1 status. Uh, in 2017, but I'm actually gonna move on. I wanted to just give a quick little dynasty take, and I think it's gonna be super interesting for the Broncos moving forward. My like, it, this is more of a since, since long term, uh, not not overly hot take for redraft, but this is that CJ Anderson suffers year long, which exposes Simeon. The Broncos' offense starts to suffer. This hot start for the team is gonna is gonna fade. Uh, the the team now thinks their healthy O line is like super great and that they can just run C.J. Anderson between the tackles and have him crush it, uh, and they are going to be like, okay, the only thing we're missing now is an elite running back, and my hot take is basically that the, the Broncos are going to draft running back in the first two rounds next year, and it could even be Iowa's own Akram Wadley. <laughs> is that where you want him to
0: go? Uh, you think that's the best place for, for him as, a, as an Iowa guy?
1: I think it would be a great place for him to land. If he, he needs to put on about like 10 more pounds roughly to be like the, you know, he's kind of like, he, he's a little bit small at the moment, but he is an explosive player and would fit really well in that offense. And uh, it just is that that's like the land of opportunity right now for running back. And I really do think overall, and this is where it kind of just gets very like judgmental on my end is that the Broncos thought with uh, shoot, who, what, whoever their, their rookie offense lineman that went down, like these first two games that they thought that they had like a super dope O-line and that, the, that they're only missing like this key cog of like great running back. That's the only thing they're missing. And they're going to draft somebody early. I'm not going to say it's going to be really successful overall, just that that's the, you know, you're, you're going to start to see the Broncos exposed this year. And next year they're going to be like, all, we, all we're missing is a running back and they're going to reach.
0: All right. With, with that, that's all the time we have for the show. Thanks again for listening to another episode of The Fantasy Joes. You can contact us directly at thefantasyjoes at gmail.com or on Twitter at ffjoes. Your feedback is welcome. Let us know how we are doing and what you want from us. We come at you weekly on Thursdays with new episodes, but be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And subscribing helps us a lot. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter. Trey is at Trey Barrett. Will is at fantasyjoe underscore Will. And I'm at Roto-Librarian. On behalf of Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes.
3: Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes.